Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Marino, joined by, as always, Luke Buckley across the table from me. And it's been a hot second, but we're back. There's a little bit of news now. We announced on the last show uh, two years ago, whenever that was, that we were taking a little break just because, I mean, nothing's happened uh, up until this point, and up until this point is the reason why we're doing a show because stuff has now happened at this point in time. Kind of. Kind Yeah, you know, it's newsworthy enough where we can get a show out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, glad to be back. We finally have internet. On we our have computer. internet, which is why we use a song, of course, from NHL 07 to kind of celebrate. We were like, oh my God, we finally have internet. We can finally record straight to our board. So we scrambled and said, let's go with an actual song today, not the typical TCB intro. And uh, yeah, we have a typical fla- the TCB flavor to the show wonderful mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming the yeah. studio i'd say the studio is about like 75 percent complete when to i vision. tell you this is as like state of the art as you like what what we have here this is actually what would be what a like uh a production studio at a yeah. radio station would mm-hmm. be equipped with definitely like this is good stuff that we have, so hopefully it sounds that way at least. The rest of the room, not so much, but we'll get it right. there, hopefully. Looks, again, we're, it looks like we're in a bunker or a dungeon. The but, fear bunker. Yeah, 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 the fear bunker. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Um, Biggest news of the last week, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes signing Canadian center Jesperi Kotkaniemi to an offer sheet. I was hoping that this was going to happen. I had a feeling... That might happen, but they actually did it, and it's hilarious. I had a great time following the Hurricanes on Twitter throughout that day, uh, tweeting it out in French. Uh, the $20 signing bonus, Ajo's number is 20 Obviously, if you've been living under a rock for the past two years, the Canadians signed Sebastian Ajo to an offer sheet a couple years ago. And they didn't think that the Hurricanes were going to match. They did match, and now they sign Kakaniemi to a one-year offer sheet. I believe it's worth a little over six million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Canadians don't match, they got a first and a third-round pick. So the issue here is Kakaniemi. He gets a six-point-one million-dollar qualifying offer. So it's going to be tough. I don't think they're going to match it. What do you think? Well, I I don't know how strapped Montreal is financially. I think it would be wise to match it, but uh, in the end, it's just just Barry Kotkaniemi. I don't know how high his stock is anymore. But uh, seems like he's always good in the playoffs. Yes. Whenever I watch the playoffs, Kotkaniemi is like a game changer. He's good in the playoffs, and then Except he was scratched. I think that was a controversy. That's this the thing year. during the regular season. And he was scratched for a playoff game. That's right, maybe a couple. Uh, but during the regular season, he's one of those guys who you'll see a headline about. Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi scratched, you know, on one of your various Instagram news pages. So, I mean, fair game to Carolina for paying $6 million to that kind of player. Um, hey, I mean, Thomas Vanek 
was a year before his 40 goal breakout season in 07 he was uh he didn't really play in the playoffs at all mm-hmm. and after that next season he got an offer sheet from the Oilers so uh if you want to compare those situations there I mean it's it's funny that that's the trend is that guys who are always getting scratched in the playoffs are the ones that wind up getting offer sheeted but they don't play the snarly they don't rough play, and tumble yeah. game that's yeah. why the but Canadians just butchered the whole Kakaniemi situation. They put him in the NHL too early, and he's been up and down with Laval, scratched. I don't know. They they could have handled him a little bit better for sure. Yeah, that that's that's a lot of money, and you can tell it's just purely a petty move. Well, he's not a six million dollar player. No, not no. at all. That's I think the Hurricanes are. They're just trying to get him. Yeah. Because I, I was listening to 31 Thoughts, the podcast, and apparently they when they were trying to work out the contracts, they, they know what a long-term deal is going to look like. It's not going to be $6 million. Mm-hmm. So they're going to give him an extension if they get him, and it's yeah. going to be lower than $6 million. That doesn't happen a lot, yeah. but they're just trying to pry him out. <laughs> it's it's just it's funny. I mean, if of course, if it happened to us, I'd be pissed off. But Oh, for sure. Uh, given that it's the Canadians <laughs> with – the last couple months that they've had since the draft with all the all the controversial Morgan decisions Mai. they've made. Uh, I mean, good. They deserve it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they do. And, yeah, just trolling 101 by the Carolina Hurricanes. Got to love it. They are committing to the act. Now, I thought the Canadians would be a team that would go hard on Eichel, and I thought Kak and Yemi would probably be the one of the main pieces of the trade. So maybe that complicates things. But if the Sabres are going to take an offer comprised of picks, the Canadians can definitely do that now. They're going to mm-hmm. probably get a first round. They're probably going to take the compensation mm-hmm. from the offer sheet. They'll give them two first-round picks this year. But there's also people speculating that they're going to the Canadians are going to use those picks to get center because they're extremely thin at center now because they lost Philip Deneau. Now they're going to lose Kakanyemi, Nick Suzuki, and Jake Evans are their only real NHL centers mm-hmm. currently. But Christian Dvorak, his name has been mentioned as a potential option for the Hurricane, for the Canadians, sorry. So that's going to be an interesting situation to watch. Also, are the Coyotes going to have any players on their <laughs> team this year? That's a real question as well mm-hmm. because – you know, they're probably going to trade Phil Kessel eventually. He's going to be in the last year of his deal. And now Dvorak, who is their number one center, he's probably going to be traded as well for a pretty nice package. So, yeah, what do you think? If you're the Canadians, are you trying to trade for Eichel at this point? I think so. Um, of course, like you said, Kakanyemi was kind of thought of, at least by us, to be a centerpiece of that hypothetical trade. Um, I think it would be smart, of course, who it would it would be smart for anybody to trade for Jack. But there was the rumor, remember, everyone going crazy on Twitter, I think, on Sunday because Jack was caught yeah. boarding a flight to Montreal with his hockey sticks. But just going to a camp. Just going to a, a bio steel yeah. uh, camp, I think. Yeah. So the social media got a buzz for that and it wound up being nothing. So desperate for news we are. It's going to be interesting to watch over the next couple of months for sure. Mm -hmm. And I said months because I don't think this trade is going to be happening anytime soon. No. But also noteworthy, Jack fired his agent. Right. 
Was it Saturday night? Sunday morning? I don't remember. Sometime over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, sometime over the weekend. My days are getting mixed up here. But, yeah, he fired Peter Fish and Peter Donatelli. And now he's got Pat Brisson, uh, arguably the biggest Mm -hmm. agent in the National Hockey League. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'm in the minority here. But does this mean, of course, there's another piece of news we'll touch on, but does this mean Jack may have had a change of heart? Maybe he was like, you guys, being Pete and Pete, you jumped the gun. Get out of here. I don't want to deal with you anymore. You ruined my image with Buffalo. Potentially. Potentially. I had that thought as well, and I I truly think he probably doesn't want to be here, Mm -hmm. but I think... his actions and the the agent's actions, yeah. there's been some mistakes along the way. I think that this surgery, to a certain extent, I'm not saying it's the full deal here, mm-hmm. but I think to a certain degree, the surgery that Jack wants mm-hmm. is a, a ploy to get out of town. Yeah. And clearly it's not working. Because the Sabres aren't budging mm-hmm. off of their stance. And apparently uh, there was a meeting in Buffalo. The NHL was there, the Players Association, Eichel, his agents, the Sabres. They were all there. Uh, I believe this was like two or three weeks ago. They all were in Buffalo talking about the situation. Neither side had a change of heart. Maybe that's why the f- agents were fired. Perhaps. And now apparently today uh, – Sean Simpson of TSN reporting, I, he covers the Senators, he said that Eichel could be having his surgery very soon, mm-hmm. uh, and December would be the earliest return, and he also goes on to say that the asking price is still extremely high, between four and six pieces, with uh, Brisson now repping this process. will get moving, so hopefully it does okay. get moving, but yeah. yeah, like you said, initially... I had a thought that, okay, maybe Jack is going to try and save his image here mm-hmm. and say, oh, I was getting bad advice, Yeah, which he probably was. Mm. Um, but it looks like now the the Simpson tweet, and I want to get back to that. Uh, December, the earliest date for return, that would indicate that he's going to get the, the spinal fusion. Mm-hmm. For the surgery. So that's, a, I believe, a four- to six-month recovery. So we're looking at December, the earliest, and then what, six months from now. What the heck is that? February? February. Mm. Potentially February, worst-case scenario. Maybe even later. So if you think about it, a team trading for Jack Eichel right now, you can put him on LTIR, and you can get some big savings right, right now. And if Jack is out until February, maybe March, maybe you can be like, hint, hint, why don't you wait a little bit yeah. to have that surgery <laughs> and come back for the playoffs? Right, right. I'm thinking about Vegas here. Mm-hmm. I know people have suggested this. I don't think Jack's going to get the surgery tomorrow, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe when he p- fails his physical at training camp. Who knows? I'm sure Jack's got this in the back of his mind. But you know what he's also got in the back of his mind? Playing for USA at the Olympics, mm-hmm. which it seems like the NHL players are going to be going this year. Jack's going to want to play in the Olympics. I think we were, t- we were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. Four years from now, Jack is like 30 years old. Is he going to make the Olympic team? Probably. But 
you know, this is his best shot. Well, by that point with the surgery, I mean, who knows what he's playing like at 30? Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, he's probably, it's... Jack really wants to play at this, yeah. I would assume. But, you know what I, What else I was thinking? Maybe the Sabres hold on to him, mm-hmm. let him go play at the Olympics, hope that he goes off, and that boosts his value. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. Jack's never going to play for the Sabres ever again. I don't think the Sabres want him to play for them ever again. I don't think Eichel wants to play for them ever again. Um, I think he's played his last game as a Sabre. It's just not happening. He's he's either going to show up to camp, fail his physical, get sent home, or he's going to go voluntarily get that surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's, like, from a Sabres perspective – you're hoping that a team like Vegas is like, hey, we'll put him on LTIR, bring him in for the playoffs. That would be just so funny to think about, you know, Jack's first game being that long from now in April. Game yeah, one never of the playoffs. <laughs> if, it, if this goes on until February, March, worst case scenario, why not just wait and come back for the playoffs? Mm-hmm. It's really it's a interesting. I mean – the league is going to be smartened up after what they saw with Kucherov for sure this past season. They so should absolutely, team should absolutely. That'll be the new wave. Be looking into this, that'll be the new trend, and I'm sure years from now, when the next CBA is written, they'll address it then. But yeah, something is going to be done about LTIR. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. Nothing can be done for now, and uh, it's the new uh, attractive meta, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hockey buzz. Take this with (laughs) extremely the tiniest grains of salt. Uh, Apparently, the Senators they they linked the Sabers to the Senators for Eichel. I've thought about the Senators for a potential Eichel destination for a while now. They're they're interesting because you know they finished the season kind of hot. They're definitely not going to make the playoffs this year. They might be competitive. Think of like the fifteen sixteen Sabers here. Could they maybe put together a package for Jack Eichel? What do you think? I think so, but, I mean, yes, they clearly do have the young pieces. Um, But are they at that point yet? I feel like how, ma- like, how many guys in their system are going to make the jump to the league this year, would you say? Mm. I feel like... They're probably going to have a similar team. I mean, Bernard Docker and Pinto yeah. are probably going to be on their team full time, but yeah. it's probably going to be pretty similar. I'm just thinking it kind of reminds me of uh, like an Evander Kane trade type situation. Yeah, where the the previously tanking team uh, acquired a guy to potentially put them over the hump. But no, I think we've talked about the Senators a, a few times on this show. Uh, I think it would fit in. Um, I can't think of. Who be coming back though? Of course, off the top of my head though, I do know what they it's have. Got to be uh, their first round pick, right? First round pick, um, Colin White. Yeah, Colin White. Yeah, can you got their stopgap first line center. He's making mm-hmm. a reasonable contract, and the people that are still crying about the Robin Leonard trade can have some closure because mm-hmm. he was the pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> reverse that, but uh, what else? I the Sabers are really hot on Jake Sanderson. Yes. In the 2020 that, draft. That is true. He was the fifth overall pick. Now they would have, if they do get Sanderson in this hypothetical scenario, would that would give them three uh, 
left-handed shot defensemen that were picked in the top five within the last like four years mm-hmm. in Darlene Power and Sanderson. So, you know, I I wasn't really big on Sanderson. I think the hate that he got was overblown, but you'd have three extremely skilled, great skating defensemen on your left side. Mm-hmm. So, and Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So. It, you know they'd be they'd be in pretty good shape on defense if they got that Eric Brandstrom too another good skating defenseman a uh, little undersized though I that doesn't matter to me but I would imagine the Sabres would probably prefer a guy like Sanderson who's got some size to mm-hmm. him and can play with a little bit of snarl I guess a little you bit could of snarl. say um, <laughs> I think Shane Pinto would be an option as well because if you're the Senators, you probably don't want to subtract too much from your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from a center perspective, you swap Colin White with Jack Eichel, and then you uh, fill in the gaps with prospects and picks to get there on value. But they have the cap space. I think you would have to pay a little more because you're in the division. Same thing with Montreal. If you're trading Eichel in the division, you got to pony up a, mm-hmm. another asset or two. But yeah, the Senators definitely do have the assets. I don't think you're getting, <clears throat> excuse me, Brady Kachuk or Tim Stutzla. You're probably not getting Josh Norris right now either. But even without those guys, I think they can get it done. Mm-hmm. The, the most appealing piece in that trade is their 2022 first. Hopefully, it would be unprotected because mm-hmm. give me give me Shane Wright. But you know, Ottawa might have learned their lesson after the Matt Duchesne trade not to trade their mm-hmm. first-round pick. Yeah. So who knows? Not to dig too far into their mortgage. <laughs> yeah, but Pierre Maguire is there. That's that's right. Pierre Maguire is there. Ottawa, maybe they're feeling the pressure. They want to turn mm-hmm. it around quick. Maybe they think they're Eichel away from making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think Ottawa would be an interesting team. Yeah, and that's, that's a Maguire way of thinking. Too, I tell you that. But McGuire wouldn't want to trade the prospects. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else did you have in mind? You're making a face there. What is that? No, I'm, I'm just thinking. Oh. I'm just thinking. Um, no notes today, folks. Yeah, we're going off the cuff. We're going off can't the cuff. Yeah, Ottawa, do you think they would give up an unprotected first? Yes. I think this is a special enough circumstance. And if it's not unprotected, then I don't think you want to do it in the yeah, first place. You don't want to, if, if, it's, yeah. if it's a protected or lottery protected first, mm-hmm. you're probably like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, going off the top of my head, 2022 first, Shane Pinto, Colin White, Jake Sanderson, just for just to have the super defense, I guess, and mm-hmm. maybe another piece. Yeah. Maybe. Assuming that the pick isn't lottery protected, I think Another I'd do that. something, something. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Whatever. Just get this done already. <laughs> get it over with. Move on. Leave it in uh in in the in the the yesteryear. I don't know what I was gonna say the the yesterday, but I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what else? What else is going on? What this, else is I mean, going on? Preseason. Um, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. September is tomorrow. It's, it's going to get here quick. It really will. Uh, I think what's the first game? The twenty third, September twenty third. I think. It's, I believe it's, so. 
because they they have a game on the twenty third, twenty fourth, or twenty fifth. One one of those. Um, Are you gonna try to get to any games this year? Maybe. I I mean, really, I need a friend to bring it up. I'm not willing to bring it up i'll and, start going you know, when the tickets are five bucks on yeah StubHub. I, I i'm expecting eight dollar tickets i don't know if they've announced any promotions this year probably oh probably not because i mean they're <laughs> they're i mean there's a bunch of graphics that the team released with a plethora of spelling errors uh quite frankly the graphics themselves look like they were put together and put on a, a college hallway cork board <laughs> it's not a very high quality. Uh, what was the thing about plants? Remember that? It was... Um, no interest uh, something plants. No interest ticket plants, something along <laughs> the li- those lines. What infuriated me the most is how many old logos yes. they used. On, I remember that. On the schedule, they used the Senator's old logo. They got the Leafs logo wrong. How is that possible? Speaking of the Leafs... Yeah, the outdoor right. game. The outdoor game is another thing that is in the in the uh, in the rumor mill at Tim Hortons Field. How fitting is that in Hamilton, where I believe the Hamilton Tiger Cats play mm-hmm. of the CFL? So that'll be fun. Uh, it's the NHL heritage. really likes to put the Sabers in these games when they're the worst team in the league, huh? They were probably expecting. Uh, well, I mean, it would be weird to put this game in Canada. Obviously, I mean, with the Leafs, you have to. But maybe they were expecting Matthews versus Eichel. Put that on ESPN, TNT, whatever, USA. It's going to be the USA storyline. Dylan I mean, Cousins versus Austin Matthews. Yeah. And Sabres will be able to not just get embarrassed on national television, on TNT or ESPN, but... Or maybe even ABC. Maybe they'll embarrass the Leafs on national TV. Maybe they will. I mean, it is the Leafs after all. It will be a home game technically for the Sabres. It's in March. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I think so, it's in March, so maybe it won't even be Probably be out of the playoff snowing. race by then. Well, they'll um, be three months out of the playoff yeah, race by then. That's true. But it's it's fun. People are already speculating about what the jerseys will be. The Sabres might be able to clinch a top three pick that day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, yeah, you mentioned jerseys. I want to talk about that. But I think, think a 99 Eastern Conference Final rewind would be fun. The the Ballard Leaf logo and uh, the goat head. I really like the one Leafs jersey where they have the, the stripe on yes, the arms the with, with the, uh, the opposite color leaf on the shoulders. The, I'm rooting for that. Uh, the Daryl Sittler Borier Salming, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Palmatier, uh, uniform, the goalie. I might have gotten his first name wrong. I don't think the Sabres are going to wear red and black. I don't think, listen, if they don't do it for a heritage classic, for a <laughs> legit classic throwback game, I don't know when we'll ever it's gonna see It's going to be the bottle cap. Ice. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that would look pretty cool. Bottle cap in the St. Pat's. Ah. Uh, St. Pat's would be boring. They, I mean, the, the Leafs, colors would be pretty good though, because the St. Pat's jerseys they've been wearing are white. They could wear so maybe green they'll they'll wear green and with then, brown pants and yeah. brown gloves. I think that'd be a pretty cool like jersey matchup. That would be pretty sweet. Green St. Pat's and then white, mm-hmm. red, and blue. Yeah, that'd be that. Yeah, I'd I'd yeah consider that. I think the the bottle cap, uh, Buffalo Bison's uniform from the old from the olden days of the AHL. 
would be pretty cool uh, really tapping into um, the history of Buffalo hockey. And that's like the thing that inspires, I mean, the stars, right? They had no option but to uh, be inspired in that Winter Classic against the uh, the Predators. The Predators did that. They went mm-hmm. with the, the Dixie Dixie Flyers. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they threw right. back, wore that inspired uh, uniform. I think... No, the Flyers. That that was an old rumor at the time that the Flyers were gonna go with a uh, Philadelphia Quakers inspired oh, uniform. I've I remember, never heard I remember of that. that way back in the day, but that never came to fruition. Uh, but no, very exciting. I'm and there's it seems like there's smoke to the fire. Uh, major people within the hockey world have been talking about it. So uh, the only reason I'm excited about this is because there's a new jersey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, a new blank jersey for me to get. Or maybe I'll get a name on it. Who's the safe name to get now? Cousins. Yeah, right. I think Cousins... I mean, even Darlene isn't safe. I, I wouldn't think. say so. I think yeah. Cousins is who they're going to build the team around. And he's the go-to guy now. He's the... <laughs> there's going to be highlight packages in yes. the season of him punching people in the face. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to sell it. The workhorse from Whitehorse. How long till those shirts start popping up in uh, the Sabre store? Workhorse from Whitehorse. Once the Donnie Meatball shirt sells out mm. in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It'll be Thank on clearance God. in a matter of months. I feel like eventually they're going to get the red and black, though. But I don't think they're going to go with it. Listen, you have to get people into that arena this year. Nobody renewed their tickets, as far as I know, their season tickets. I thought about getting season tickets just so I can have them. How much are they? I don't know. I've, I'm thinking about they're it. They're probably a just good so I can have them for when they're good. For what? For, yeah. Well, yeah. They now can't the be time, bad for that much longer. Now is the time to buy in. They can't be bad for you're, that much longer. You're investing. I mean, that that's an investment. The return is fun down the line. Yeah, watching Shane Wright. And Matt Vaymichkov lit it, light it up in mm-hmm. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, man. how much? Oh, you didn't. You don't know how much they're going for right I'm not now. Sure. So, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe get in on that. Because when, if ever, they are good again, you don't want to be on that waiting list. You're gonna say, "Man, I wish they were bad again, so I could do that." I imagine uh, a lot of people are doing that with the Bills right now. I wish, Probably. man, I wish 2008 when we finally got our number called. I wish I said yes. Okay, what level? Should I do 100 level? See what 100 level is. Are they still... $4,000 for center ice. What's the uh, deposit? Don't you have to make like, a first-time deposit? I've never had them. doesn't say. Okay. I've never done seasons of any kind. I can't imagine how much bills are. Rink side, attacking side. Rink side, attack side, VIP, $4,800. <laughs> So would that be the side they shoot on twice? Yeah. Okay. Uh, center ice premium for the 300 level, $2,400. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the benefits, you have uh, significant savings off box office pricing. Playoff mm-hmm. priority. <laughs> no. Exclusive events and experiences, 20% off at the Sabres store, but you can get that already. You can just say, I'm a season ticket holder. I've done that before. I do it every Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. 2% back on your Sabres Bucks card. Dedicated account representative. Think of how much money the team is losing. (laughs) (laughs) 
club... Just from people lying. Okay, the club seat holders got in-seat weight service, uh, one parking pass for every two 200-level season tickets, $700 per pass value. Okay. Membership to the Lexus Club. Uh, complimentary coat check in the Lexus no, Club. Oh, how nice. Uh, and eight Buffalo Bandits ticket vouchers. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. That's how they get people in the door for the Bandits? Yeah. That's a lot of money, you know? That is. That's a lot of That's money. a lot of cash. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Uh, the, the issue, though, they're going to get Shane Wright, mm-hmm. and people are going to want to be in the building next year. They're going to want to watch him. The, I think the season tickets are going to go through the roof next year. If they got Shane Wright, you got power coming up. Mm-hmm. Quinn will probably be on the team. Cousins will be in year three. Darlene might be coming off a breakout year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paterka might be on the team. Uh, Isaac Rosen maybe is on the team next year. I don't know. Is the time to invest now? As much as it would Hop be aboard. painful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think if I had more money in my account, <laughs> then you'd take the pain. Then I would take the pain. I don't even know if I'd go to all the games, honestly. Just eat the. No, no. I'm talking crazy right now. I'm talking crazy right now. I'm not going to burn $4,000 just so I can maybe have the opportunity to watch a good team in a couple yeah. of years. I don't well, know. That's a lot of money. That is a lot God of money. God bless everyone who Indeed. shelled out the money to, for season tickets this year. That is correct. Yeah. Um. One last bit of news, or lack thereof. Uh, three RFAs remain. Dylan mm-hmm. Cousins, not Dylan Cousins, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat, Henry Yokiharu. What do you think? Are we thinking one-year deals here? This is in the territory that we're getting. Probably. I, I imagine management is finagling them in such a way where, hey, you know, let's handle it down the line when things are a little more stable around here, right, when uh, teams take shape a little bit more. But um, I'm not expecting anything gargantuan. For either one of those guys, I think you you bridge down uh you bridge Middlestat and Yoki Haru. Mm-hmm. I think you give them like two or three years, yeah. lowish dollar amount, mm-hmm. and just sign Dalino a long term deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he wants it. Yes, I'm sure the team wants it. Just do it. You got to mm-hmm. get to the cap floor. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Well, they're a fickle. Fickle bunch. Maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're waiting for the Quinn Hughes signing. Mm, for Dalian. Maybe. Playing the waiting game. Well, Svechnikov signed eight years, seven point seven five million. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a forward, Dalian's a defenseman. So in right. theory, I mean all mm-hmm. Svechnikov has had a much better career so far than yes. Dalian. <laughs> uh rookie year aside, for sure. But yeah, you would think that Dalin wouldn't go higher than that, but are you paying him off what you hope he can become? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, should be interesting. Middlestat, do you? What do you think? Do you think? Are you betting on him off of the smallish sample size from last year? Are you? Because I've thought maybe they go a little like a longer term deal. Like get some value, like like Christian Dvorak, like they right. sign him to a longer term deal, but his money is low, but they're winning on that right. now. Um, 
I think I'd like to see him get. I mean, not expecting them to do a long term. Maybe the, uh, hopefully they give him two years at least, just to see. Well, if the you, old bridge deal. If you but, give him a one year deal and then he's, then he really plays well. Is he arbitration eligible? That's my question. Mm, I mean, not, that could probably not pose a problem. But probably I mean, a couple years with the pace that. he played on at the end of last year, I think it's a it. That's a gamble I'm willing to take. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I you know what if I had to guess, I think Yoki Haru and Middlestat take one year deals. Mm-hmm. One or two. I don't think they'll go longer than that. Mm-hmm. Darlene, if it's I want either one year or like eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't want any in between. Yeah. I bet they all get one year. I think so. That's what I'm saying. They're down. trying I bet they're trying to have the budget really low. Mm-hmm. I bet the budget's really low for this year. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I mean, they're run like a minor league team. Yeah. It feels sad. Much of $750,000 deals. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you know what? They brought in Will Butcher, but they kind of had no choice to do a deal like that. They got a free fifth-round pick. Yeah. And the Devils retained salary. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. Uh, let, let's, you know, let's do some, like, prediction questions how about that uh shocking breakout player for the team this year oh my god who's even here i'm gonna go with uh will butcher he he crossed my mind uh i'll go rasmus asplund okay yeah all right i you know that asplund middlestat and thompson line scares me i'm worried about them falling off falling off there's a good chance it could happen. I mean, Asplund's shooting percentage was really high last year. Well, from what I remember, he seemed to crash the net a lot, and he scored in a lot of two. I love Rasmus I'm glad they were able to keep him. He's a very fun player to watch. Um, disappointing player for next year. Mm. Ooh, you're pushing me. I, people aren't going to like my, my choice. What's yours? Dylan Cousins. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to say him, but I feel like I have to go with him because the expectations are just so high. The expectations are high, and he doesn't have line mates. And yeah. currently, they don't have an insulator for him. Yeah. He's going to be on the first line playing with like Andres Bjork and R2 Ritzelainen. They're going to be way over their heads, and they're going to get their heads caved in every night. Yes. Well, how about throwing uh, Rutzlein? Would he be counted as a as a uh, disappointment yeah, with how I, how everybody I mean, has been he's, hyping he's been up hyped so much? Up. I, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I, I think people have worked themselves up past the point where maybe we're not being realistic with Rutzlein. But I mean, certainly he he played really good last year. Oh when, yeah, when he for did sure. get to play. So uh, hopefully that was his true self. But uh, not everybody can maintain that pace. Then. The young guys were on at the end of last year. Uh, will Uko Pekalukinen be their starting goaltender by uh, February? No. I was tempted to put him in there because I'm sure he'll see some action. Uh, I was tempted tempted to list him as either one of the big disappointments or surprises. But uh, he'll see he'll see some action, but uh, I don't think it'll be too catastrophic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> This is this team is just so hard to think of anything like any storylines coming mm-hmm. into the year. 
You know, another uh, breakout player, uh, Vinny Hinestroza. Mm. I can see him, like... Career rebirth? Yeah, like revitalizing his career. Yeah. Uh, maybe they trade him for, like, a second-round pick at the trade deadline or something like that. <laughs> and Butcher, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they put him with, like, Pesic or something, like a defensive responsible yeah. defenseman and racks up some points. Like, someone's going to have to score for this team. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Olipson is going to score a crazy amount. I wonder if they look to trade him eventually, maybe at the deadline, because mm-hmm. he's going into a Sam Reinhart-type situation where he's a year away from unrestricted free agency if he goes uh, to, into the off season with the team yeah. still. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, Over or under Forty-five points for Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, over. Okay. Uh, Just because he's, I would think he, I'd take the over. He's too. the de facto number one guy now. Yeah, there's no there's competition. no risk in his there's, way. There's absolutely no competition for him anymore. Yeah. Um. When will the first fire Don Granado tweet be? It'll be. It'll be. Soon will it be after if the first team, game of the season? If the team gets off to an zero and five start, then I think some we'll suburban hockey dad will yeah. say someone Fire will Granado. say something. Bring back Ralph Kruger. Crowd. Yes. <laughs> um. Will Jack Eichel be traded before the start of training camp? No. I agree. Ain't gonna happen. <sighs> Listen, I since the agent switch, I'm not doubting that he. The, the the chance of him playing here again just kind of teeter-tottered up. I'd say so. I, 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 I don't. Slightly. It's just a weird hunch. I don't think he'll ever play for them again. But I, Maybe he thinks this is the... What if the reality is that maybe this He's is the only here. way I'm, you know, I'm going to play again or a team is going to take a chance on me with this injury? That's why I, I brought up the Olympic point yeah. where maybe he comes back right before the Olympics. The Sabres let him go play at the Olympics, and then people are like, okay, he can play. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this for him. Mm-hmm. We want him. Yeah. Maybe that's the only resolution here. He goes and gets his spinal fusion, mm-hmm. comes back right before the start of the Olympics, mm-hmm. plays, and then there you go. Yeah. There's your trade. He comes back from China. I think it's in China, right? I think. And then he goes off to Vegas or yeah, something like yep, that. Yep, it's in China. I thought you meant the surgery for a minute. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics are in China. Yeah. Um. I Do you have any, any prediction questions? Nothing. I mean, they're going to be bad. That's all I have to Who know. Who will be worse, the Sabres or the Coyotes? I think the Coyotes might actually be worse. Well, if they trade Dvorak. Because, that, like you said, nothing. like you said earlier, they have no players right now. <laughs> so, uh, Louis Erickson might be playing a, a key role for them. Yeah. Andrew Ladd, Anton Strawman, they're they're like a 2012 All Star team. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Carter Hutton is their starting goalie. Like let let that sink in for a second. Seriously, they'd probably be a really good team in twenty uh twenty twelve, twenty eleven. Too bad they traded. The books? No, no, he's gone. Chris Pronger on the books? No, he's gone oh, too. Oh man. I think Hosa just got off the books uh, as well. Oh god. 
that would have been a powerhouse. Well, they're going to trade for Shea Weber in a couple of years probably mm-hmm. too. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's all we've got for Yeah, I think so too. This week's episode. We'll probably be back sometime cl- closer to training camp for, you know, like a little training camp primer, if you will. Yes. If Jack gets traded within the next week or week-ish, if any anything comes up, we'll probably bring back a quick little episode, but yeah, for the time being, there's nothing else to talk about. Maybe if there's another juicy rumor, we'll we'll be back to bring another quick episode. But yeah, that's about it. That's about all we got for you, folks. Yeah. So if you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, if you have any suggestions going into the next season of the podcast, season six, right? Are we on season six? This will be season six that we're coming up yeah, to. Season yeah, season six. So if you've been through through the previous five seasons, you're you're the real one. Man. We appreciate all of the support. What are we doing? <laughs> we have yet to talk about a competitive hockey team for yeah. the many years. Well, the first season we were in high school, for God's sake. That's right. We went through college, and now we're in adulthood. And the Sabres and still not are good. entering their second rebuild, third rebuild. I was rebuild. in sixth grade. The last time this team was good in the playoffs. And well, they weren't even good. good <laughs> they were in seven there were seven quotes. seeds. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you enjoyed, let us know. Uh give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Good content on the way. Keep an eye out. Uh you can follow us on Twitter as well, Joe T C B N H L and Luke is at L V K E T C B. And if you enjoyed, again, let us know. We like your feedback. We always appreciate the listeners chiming in you can start a conversation if you want we love talking to you guys on twitter and we'll again we'll be back soon hopefully hopefully there's some noteworthy stuff coming out in the near future and as always we appreciate you for listening week in and week out and we'll see you in the next one